Well, thank you, everybody. Welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Today's episode of Live from the Dutch Hall is brought to you by your friends from Amazon.com. Please visit www.livefromthedutchhall.com and click on any of our Amazon banners that uh, will outline all Amazon's great products and services. This week, if you click on our Amazon Prime banner, you can instantly watch over 40,000 movies and television shows, including a number of programs you can't even get on Netflix, like great HBO shows like Band of Brothers, uh, what's else, Flight of the Concords, um, what else is in there? Um, Eastbound and Down, which is like my favorite show. I like it. And a number of other great programs. So, and also, if you do, you can borrow Kindle books. If you if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, you can borrow them, like rent them from a library. You can just sign them out, and, and then they're good for so many days, and they're done. Or you can, uh, and it, now, special for live from the Dutch Hall listeners, you get free unlimited two-day shipping, no minimum order size when you subscribe to the 30-day uh, trial. No obligation to continue. And this week, too, there's a nice little um, special for live from the Dutch Hall listeners, and that is, uh, you can go on, I have a banner up on the website where you can click on it and get a free Kindle reading app. So if you read a Kindle and you'd like to read it on something other than your Kindle, like your, your iPad or your iPhone or anything, any other device, tablet, uh, laptop, that sort of thing. Right now, there's a, there's a free app available to live from the Dutch Hall listeners that will allow you to do so. So go on my website, click the banner and and enjoy so we can help the show up. So let's get started with this show. On Thursday, June 19th, live from the Dutch Hall recorded what was has come to be known as the greatest show ever. An all-star cast congregated to record at one hour and, fi- and 13 minutes of pure entertainment that made you laugh, made you cry, and quite possibly changed the world for the better and forever. Wow. The show was then uploaded and a group of us went on to tell stories and enjoy our time in the Dutch Hall as we always do. One of the fellas asked me, Pete, can we listen back to the show? I said, of course we can. Why wouldn't we? It's the greatest show ever made. And, we, and then we listened to it. And that's when it became clear that we had experienced a catastrophic failure. None of our music or sound effects were recorded. And the overall audio quality was not fit for the air. All of us in Live from the Dutch Hall were devastated. But we're not to be beaten here at Live from the Dutch Hall. Our team of bumblefucks managed to salvage some of the audio from the wreckage that was that show. And we will now be playing it for you live here tonight at Live from the Dutch Hall. This is not the greatest show ever. This is the show about the greatest show ever. Thank you, thank you to my my canned crowd. The day of the light, the greatest show ever. We actually had a, a real crowd. We had a real crowd with real enthusiasm, eh? Which was good because our our canned crowd didn't come through that day. 
Right, Jane? You heard it, right? You're one That's of the right. few people that had the lo- – today we have – got to introduce our lovely co-host, and I've been teasing her on Twitter today, uh, or teasing my listeners, I guess, to say to who, who our beautiful co-host will be. And I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here. It's, it's, uh, it's my lovely wife, Jane Van Dyke. Thanks a lot for coming, Jane. Yeah, no, yeah, just you, but but this is this is not just any show. This is the show about the greatest show that's ever been made. And um, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, what we did was it, it was a heartbreaker. I got to tell you, it was a heartbreaker. We had made the show, and uh, the whole point of the show was to do the greatest show ever. So we were supposed to um, redeem myself. I was supposed to redeem myself from my lonely, lonely uh, PD-13 solo show where all my friends didn't show up. And uh, well, they got they had too much to drink. I think that was the key that they had. They had a little bit too much to drink, and um, I, I misjudged how much how drunk people get on, at the functions like that, <laughs> and uh, how how able they would be to help me out in my cause for doing a show, which is not which is my own fault. It's just just uh, uh, inexperience and and you know just being green to not not be able to recognize those sort of traits. But um, we did the show to redeem ourselves from that show. And actually, uh, what I did was I assembled um, a, a crew of some of the greatest guests that I could think of. We had a, a panel of just just crackerjack guests, front to back. They all came in to support the show to really help me put a great effort forward and make the greatest show ever. We had one of the greatest carpenters probably that's uh, that ever works uh, that has ever swung a hammer. And, and my brother Paul Van Dyke, he was he was he was great as always, firing all cylinders. That's right. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> we had. Why is that so funny? <laughs> you like the new fart? It's a little juicier this time, right? So. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I can't help but laugh. <laughs> and we had the uh, we had the the true the original Canadian picker, the best beard in Norfolk County that I've ever seen. We had we had uh, the super fan himself, Jamie Barham, that came out. We also had probably one of the you know one of the true bright lights in the in the Van Dyke family. One of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, you know, a frequent guest of life from the Dutch Hall. You know, my my friend and cousin Craig Franklin showed up. Nice. And then and then at the bar, we had two young great entrepreneurs from Norfolk County. We had uh, a tobacco grower or a farmer. Uh, Derek Van Houten, the Beave Beaver, or I think they call him. They call him the Beave or the Beaver. We never got into why that was, but that, that he was there. Thanks, Derek Van Houten, for coming. And lastly, we had the uh, principal owner of one of the greatest condiments ever to uh, grace a hot dog, mm-hmm. and that is the delicious Van's Mustard. The owner of Van's Mustard, Kevin Van Dyke, joined us. We were really great, great blessed to have him. So we had this crackerjack team of uh, of people, all very, you know, very entertaining people. Very, you know, we had a great conversation. We had a few uh, drinks. We had a uh, great company. Can't go wrong. Can't go. How could it not be the greatest show ever, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, um, I tell you, it was hitting on all cin- cylinders, Jane. There was, a, there was. I'm not gonna lie to you. There was a little. There were some some tough moments, like there always are. The little little moments where you don't know if you, you kind of stumble for your words or you. People are on different pages. I had at one point in time, and you'll see it in some of the clips we were able to salvage from the show. You'll see that uh, 
Kevin especially was trying to sabotage the show at various times. He wanted to challenge you? Yeah, I think he was just trying to throw out a challenge there, but I didn't understand. I think he, he said afterwards, he explained that maybe he had a little bit too much drink when he was golfing that day, which uh, may, maybe could have been the case because uh, you'll notice that, that there's one clip we'll see where it progresses to the point where you, it becomes a little bit more obvious near the end of the show. But um, what it was a darn shame about the whole show, and this is the honest truth, is that is that uh, even the parts that we were able to pull, it, the audio quality does take a bit away from um, how good it could have been if we, if it was mic'd properly or if the sound was working properly. And um, and there was a lot of good stuff that people will never hear. The only time you're ever going to hear the greatest show ever is if you really, really twi twist my arm, you come to visit me at, life, uh, at the Dutch Hall, and uh, the, the mood is right, you might be able to hear it again. But so far, we had the show released, and uh, I think five listeners were able to get a copy of that show in its in its uh, horrible form, in the worst form it could possibly be, where most of it's missing. Mm -hmm. The stuff that is there is, you know, poor quality. It just sounded terrible. It's like exclusive. Yeah. So there is four people. I know that one of them is me. <laughs> and uh, I found out through the grapevine that somebody else had uh, clicked on the link late at night. And so I know who that girl is. She said she was not. She didn't think it was the greatest show ever. Her her her, her quick feedback from it was that she thought it was not the greatest show ever. But I uh, I respectfully disagree. It was technical difficulties that made that the case. But uh, and then I don't know. There's a couple other people I just don't know who they are. Who's listening? To, who had got a chance to listen to that copy? So if you're one of the few people who have listened to what what is going to sound like just complete awful crap, let it. Let me tell you. That what you got was only a fraction, the tip of the iceberg of the greatness that was the greatest show ever. And this is not the greatest show ever. This is the show about the greatest show ever that we're going to be doing today. <laughs> right, Jane? Right. So this whole show started and came about because of feedback that we got from our listeners. Do the Friday the 13th, the PD-13 solo show that I did. And so we, it's only fitting that because we started with uh, the, the show was born out of feedback that we should start it with feedback right jane i like it we got feedback, <laughs> feedback. welcome to feedback we got feedback and as always uh feedback we got feedback is brought to us by our friends from amazon you know what to do go on my website click the banner help the show that's it that's the ad that's a better ad than i've ever done before i'm gonna give myself some applause <laughs> Wow, that was aggressive and loud. People just liked having the short commercial that yeah, time. Yeah, that's good. So as always, I reach out to my listeners. Uh, you want, and uh, we ask for feedback. And uh, actually, you know what we should do, Jane? Before what? we start feedback, we got feedback. We should welcome our new listeners. Could you? Would you like to do Can that? Can I for us? do that, please? Yeah. Yes. So live from the Dutch Hall, would like to thank new listeners from Camrose, Alberta. And from Ontario, we've got listeners in Woodstock, Delhi, Kitchener, Kingston, uh, Courtney, BC, and Q, Australia. Woohoo, very exciting. Yes, thank you very much for those new listeners. Oh, oh, here we go. There we go. All over the world. Well, you know, and, and also what we like to do every week is we have a, a bit of a shout out from, uh, or we like to do a listener of the week. Uh, normally we take the feedback from a listener of the week, and this week, 
We don't have feedback from this listener, but what we did was find out. Normally what I do is I can, I can find out a little bit about my listeners if they don't provide feedback. I can usually look at kind of like where the listeners are coming from in the world. But I don't really know who they are or, you know, what, you know, what they like about it or whatever. That's why I always ask for feedback. This week I got from another listener who found out from one of her friends who was listening to the show. And she asked me if I could give him a shout out. So this week's listener of the week is Mike from Unionville. And Mike listens to us from San Francisco, California. So I would like to say, Mike, thanks for listening to Live from the Dutch Hall. Welcome aboard, and thanks a lot for all your support. You're going to get that all the way through, Mike. No fart sound for you. Uh, I'll give it to you after it all played all the way through. (laughs) Farts are cool. So feedback that we got from the solo show, uh, most of the people were kind of... uh, I would say they're probably generous with me to say that uh, uh, they said, you know, there were some good parts, uh, all things considered, it was okay, you know, type of feedback. Um, And then some of the people, like men especially, liked when um, it started bombing at the end, like when I ran out of things to talk about and it started to fall apart. Uh, Most of the men, like, laughed at that. Um, the women, uh, were not complimentary. Would you say that's true, Jane? Cause you gave me feedback. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I believe your feedback was, if I can't, if I'm not, if I, you could correct me if I'm misquoting you, but you said that it was, uh, I came across pathetic. Is that right? Yeah. I said that word. <laughs> pathetic. Pathetic is a pretty uh, tough that, one. That, yeah. And, uh, then, so you <laughs> call me pathetic and you said that I, or that I, I owed my listeners an apology. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you were sounding gro- so sorry for yourself. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I like cocky Pete and not, uh. You like the go, the go fuck yourself Pete? Yeah. That one? Yeah. The go fuck yourself Pete came out in the greatest show ever, right? <laughs> I was, that's what the whole yeah. thing was, but, um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I was going for self-deprecating. Yeah. Uh, however, I listened back you to got it as well. Pathetic. It, it was a little <laughs> grovelly. However, however, let me defend myself once and for all about that show. Uh, degree of difficulty. We need to give me some points for it because absolutely because it was three thirty or four o'clock in the morning after a night of gallivanting around town in a beer tent uh, by myself with no one else to talk to. <laughs> And, uh, you know, questionably prepared. It was a high degree of difficulty any way you look at it. So. Well, I think it's crazy that you still did it instead of just saying, you know, forget it. You know, I give up. Well, I so. had to do something, right? I had to do something. But, but For all those super fans out there. Yeah. And so <laughs> I apologize for this episode being so late coming. But, again, it was a, it was a catastrophic failure, and we had to make the, the best of it. So what we did was... Uh, is is we salvaged some things, and we have a few that came through. But most of the great, the great, great moments, the ones that made us cry, the ones that made that changed the world, unfortunately, they're lost forever, <laughs> and no one will probably ever be able to hear those. But we've managed it's to salvage. So sad. Yeah, I know, isn't it? It's it's very. You have sim. to kill me because I actually listened to that, so no one will know. Yeah, well, you know, when we were doing feedback, we got feedback uh, on the greatest show ever. Uh, one of the things that happened was we got sidetracked through during the during feedback, like we're kind of getting sidetracked right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it was uh, Jamie Barham who asked a question about uh, the proudest time that I w- ever was of my brother. 
like the proudest moment of your life about your brother, right? Yeah, yeah. That story? Which one was it? The proudest? The proudest moment you have about your brother. Did I tell it on the air before? I don't, I don't think you have, and I don't think you maybe should. Yeah. No, I remember that one, yeah. My oh, Barry, man. Game winner. Game winner in goal. Was That's that the one, the hockey story? Or was it when you... No, 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 like the, the, the camping story. story. <laughs> oh, the camping story. I don't think I ever told that. Could be Sue's story. That's a great story. Can I, oh, okay. that's, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, let's tell the BBC story. You can Okay, this is the BBC story. That was a long time. Is, uh, long it's, time. A, it's a story that's been, uh, that's been retold for years and years. It is the proudest moment I had my brother. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I'll, we'll bring it up. I think we had time for it. So what happened was, we were camping. We used to camp up at Cypress Lake with by Tobemori. And uh, it was we would go up since we were 16 years old. And every year we kept going up, bringing a bigger group, bringing a bigger group. And uh, one year, uh, my brother came up, and I think my little sister, and a whole bunch of people from Delhi, and then my younger. my high school yeah, friends from we were, like, were teenage, there, teenage and then their friends, and then other people from university friends, and then there was people you didn't know, but it was all part of one big group of people that were camping up there. And uh, my friend, my one friend that we had, he loves to get naked, right? He he's a he had uh, five stages of drunkenness, and uh, one of them. Was nudity, yeah. and it was actually it was stage two, I think. I was, I was <laughs> yeah, like the fourth year, and the guy's naked beside you. Yeah, he still has like three like, stages. Fuck, can I you and I kicks. And it's one of the funny. Oh, the guy was comic timing. This guy's comic timing was beautiful. Like the was stuff he would do, and what he did was uh, this was the time it was all perfect. There was this girl who uh, came with one of these. It was like friends of a friend, and these they brought these girls, and this one girl was from Guelph. I actually knew her from university, and she comes in, and she went right to bed. And we said, who's the new girl that you brought? Like, we didn't know her. And they said, oh, she's a, uh, she's, she's a whatever her name is, well, Bluey Sue. And, uh, and uh, she's uh, got, uh, like, whatever you do, don't give her any uh, whiskey or weed. Because last time she had whiskey and weed, she ran naked through the campfire. <laughs> Man, right? And then I go to her room yeah, and give her whiskey and weed. Yeah, here's so a shot we and here's a joint. Yeah, we were asking it. everyone at the camp. I got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the only thing I got. I just party started. <laughs> That's the weekend. Perfect. Uh, that's going to be tough to stay away from tomorrow. Perfect. Thanks. Good night. <laughs> I have... What are you going to be playing? Anyways. I have that one on my soundboard, even. But it doesn't matter. No it's just track. ruining things. So, <laughs> anyways, Booby Sue... Or, sorry, we end up uh, giving her the whiskey and weed the next day. Like, the whole day. We're really keying in on this girl. She's actually a great girl. We're having a fun time with her. But if it comes to the point in the evening where uh, my friend, who likes to get naked, makes this time to have this, the, the strip-off of this girl. So he, got a, he, he challenged her to a strip-off. And uh, so basically he would take off an article of clothing, and she would have to do the same thing. Until, and so we're to the point where they're taking off the clothes, and uh, my friend is in his uh, underpants, just in his underpants. And uh, the girl that's across the campfire is wearing uh, broad panties, right? So she has two pieces of clothes to take off. He has uh, one, right? So what he does is he takes, he hides behind this like uh, lawn chair behind this other person, wiggles his uh, boxer shorts off so he's naked, and then like kind of like cups his uh, penis and runs out to a chair and crosses his legs in front of the girl. And there's a girl in front of the girl. Yeah, in front of a different a different girl actually I think it was. 
and then uh, he then stretches out and then flips his leg up so his balls are all exposed right to the girl's face. Like that. And he just kind of like leans back and relaxes and he's like, uh, so, like, <laughs> you ever been up here camping before? You know? <laughs> just falls the leg out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so it was now turn for Booby Sue to do something. So she had to choose either panties or bra, right? So being a good sport like she was, she went uh, bra, right? Flash the boobs. Quick bra off. And then right away covered her boobs up, right? So I was like, uh, me and other friends, I'm not going to name any names in this because everyone's mad. I'm just going to name Paula, too. Anyway, so uh, me and... Because everyone's mad. <laughs> or it is. <laughs> so, me, so me and this friend are, like, talking and we're saying, um, that was really too quick. I would really like to see those boobs again. That was fantastic. We don't often get to see other boobs other than the people we're married to or whatever. <laughs> So that was awesome. I really enjoyed seeing other people's boobs, right? So uh, we decided to go with the strategy where we went, um, no wonder you showed those boobs because they're uh, fake, right? They're fake. And, and so, fake. Yeah, and so <laughs> we were going on about that. If I paid that much money for those boobs, I'd show them too. Like, it's easy when you have when you paid that money for them. Like, we were really going on. They obviously weren't fake, but they were nice. So anyway, she comes up at one point in time angry and... Uh, and she, and she like, uh, flashes her boobs in front of her, sitting on a picnic table. Yeah. She flashes her boobs, and then, uh, oh, I missed the story about Paul, didn't I? No, no, she flashed boobs, but I was the only chick beside me. <laughs> no, what happened was, yeah, before she took the top off, before she took the top off, she moved. I was on the side piece. <laughs> she was deciding whether to take off the bride. Seconds, seconds. I was in the part where I was going to get in trouble, yeah. But I forgot the part where she's, she's in brown panties, and then she decides, she's trying to decide whether it's bra, uh, top or bottom, and she wiggles her panties off and moons us. And Paul is wheeling this other girl that's there, like he's talking to her the whole night, and uh, he does not break eye contact with the girl that he's talking to. He's just chatting this girl up and really interested in what she's saying. But out of the corner of his eye, he can see the, uh, naked take it, like, <laughs> the naked bum get flashed. And without even breaking, like, not missing a beat in a sentence, he's speaking to this girl. He reaches out with his hand and just smacks her on her naked oh, bum. Yeah. One, one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so smooth, and he never even broke contact with that. I've never seen such mastery before. Right? I was just really proud. I never even considered that was po- a possibility. Why not? That's what you do when you make it out. just instinct. It was just instinct for him. What is the sound over there? Because it's throwing things off. Well, Kevin's Kevin's Kevin watching a movie preview over there. Watching porn on his phone. Something. What do you got, Mr. Tion? Is this Maury? What is this? You got something? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. You want to hear a story? Anyways, the thing about Booby Sue was she flashed her boobs to us, and then uh, she was like, "Go ahead, feel them, like feel them," you know. And then, uh, and, and and I was like, like it wasn't in front of me, it was in front of the guy next to me. But I thought the boobs are right there, and uh, I thought it would be okay if, with my wife if I was to just go up and and, and, and honk her boob and I make the sound honk. <laughs> you know, do I gotta honk here? Ah, you, to <laughs> you know, but yeah, the, I would just yeah. did, a, did a honk sound. And then that was it. That was it. And then at one point, I think another guy was, uh, uh, she was she was talking about shaving her head. She wanted to shave her head, right? That was yeah, the point yeah. of drunkenness. <laughs> and, uh, What's the idea behind that? And we said, why do you want to shave your head? She says, I want the curtains to match the rugs. And we're like, oh, oh right? And so the idea behind I can look there. over and I see a friend of mine who will, again, remain nameless, and who is, uh, she's pulled her pins forward, 
and he's got a lighter, like a big lighter, and he's lit it up just to <laughs> confirm, confirm that the That'd be a great correct. picture, eh? That's all it was. Just to me, that was good fun. I didn't see the point of, a, of a, my wife getting upset about something like that. I thought that was a, just a funny story. There was no, like, emotional, like, a, like, I wasn't cheating in any sort of way. I didn't have an emotional connection with Booby Soup. I just wanted to honk her boob comically. That's all I thought was funny. That was a good laugh. You know, that's all it was. She was off- offering for me to touch her boobs. I thought it would be nice to Make oblige. funny. Okay. It wasn't like I was, like, uh, having a sexual relationship with her. No. Anyway, so I went to the tent and right away told my wife what happened because I thought it was a great story, right? And, uh, <laughs> oh, she cried about that, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was in big trouble. Big trouble. Blown out of proportion. Yeah. Well, we were newly married at the time, and I think she didn't realize how much of an idiot I was. <laughs> so it took so her, a joke went a long way. Yeah, <laughs> it took a few years. As part of feedback, we got feedback every week. We generally are we still doing feedback? We got feedback. <laughs> yeah, no, we usually. Oh, I think I dozed off there for a minute. <laughs> I was just thinking back, Jane. Booby Sue, though, Jane. Booby Sue. This has been a source of great controversy. I don't know why it's my favorite, one of my favorite stories, considering the amount of trouble it's caused you and I over the years. I know. It's been. I have gotten zero support from any of your, um, any of your friends or family or anybody that that uh, that knows you, or know, knew you before me, or even actually, you know what? Even people that do know me. I haven't got support from anybody on that story, except for the people in that room that night. And most of my friends, when there's no one else around, when the when the girls are gone, they all support me. But publicly, well, of people... of course, because that's a cool guy story. Right, right. But, but I, I, I got to ask you, Jane, with the luxury of all the years that we have between us now... Yeah. And now you look back at that, because we were just young kids. We were in our, what, early 20s? We were young at yeah, that time. Yeah, like this is 20 to 25 years ago. No, no, no. We're not that old. I'm not 45 years old. 20 to 25 years ago, 20. we we were married and we were just married. So we were like 24 years old. Okay. So it was like, it's not that, not 25. <laughs> Please don't age years me. Before. Ago. Yeah, 15. <laughs> I say 15. So, but still, that's a long time ago. And now you've got 15 more years with me. If I was, if that was to happen today, what would, the, what would, would your reaction be different? I, I don't think I'd cry. <laughs> But you're still not going to be happy with no, me. No, I'm still not going to be happy. But a comic honk of a boob. But the fact that that happened 15 years ago, I could care less about it now. Right. Oh. It's a, it's a good, it's a funny story. I right. can, I have the perspective. But you have to know, <laughs> I, there's no emotional connection to that woman. Right? I know. And then I have a question. What is the equivalent to girl's boobs on a guy? Like if I had a story where I went up and we did honk honk to a on guy. On his dick. On his dick. But we have a vagina. I don't. Yeah, but you. I did it on her boob. You can't honk my boobs. They're not good. I know. Though. If that's, you did it on a guy, why, like that's like you know sex parts. Yeah. So okay, but if you did, if let's say I had boobs and I'm walking like a bit, I'm, I'm, I have like man boobs, and I'm walking <laughs> past you and you honk my man boob, that's hilarious. That's great fun. That's funny. You know. So in a way, it's a it's a sexual part of a woman's body, but. How is it, but yeah, that's your chest, you know? I don't know. I guess. I don't know. But I couldn't, do, I couldn't do the same thing. Yes, you could. Cause you could hike a guy's dick. I'm telling you, go to a, a dick. Because <laughs> if a guy walked by the campfire naked and you uh, reached out and Went, honked oh, his dick. Or like, pulled it. Pulled on his dick, yeah, and made a sound like, ooga. <laughs> That's hilarious. And everyone's going to laugh at that, right? Everyone's going to yeah. laugh at that. And, and I'm not going to be care? like, 
oh my god she's cheating on me she honked his dick right if you weren't there though if, if you, you were sleeping in the tent you and I was getting all rowdy with my girlfriends right. around the campfire and, and honked his dick one guys. <laughs> yeah. You honked his dick one time, right? You honked yeah. his dick one time, right? Yeah, and made a funny sound. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> you come in the tent right out. You wouldn't feel like uh you yeah. I don't you, know. You you come <laughs> in you came in the, the tent right after. Let's say you did it out with a campfire, I'm in the bed of the tent. The tables are hundred percent turned, right? <laughs> You're you're in the campfire. You're you're in the you're at the campfire getting drunk with your girlfriends. I'm sleeping in the tent. You honk the guy's dick one time. One time, not honk his dick 300 times until it explodes. <laughs> one time. Right. Right? You honk it one time, then you go back to the tent laughing and tell me about it. Wake me up to tell me about it cuz it's so funny a story in your mind, right? And uh, there's no way I'm mad. There's no way I'm mad. That's a good story. That's a good story. You didn't do anything wrong. You just <laughs> honked the guy's dick with her comic effect, right? There you go. That girl didn't even. That girl wasn't even uh, technically making the offer to me. Booby Sue was making the offer to the guy she was standing in front of. I was standing beside him. And you got to, and you did the honking. Yeah, I did the honk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take opportunity Anyways. when it knocks. Yeah, well, it's a shameful story. I suppose it's a shameful story, but I thought it was funny back in the years, and it was the proudest moment I ever had of my brother. My brother, eh? Paul Van Dyke. He's smooth. Yeah. Paul Van Dyke. And he doesn't like to. A bunch of the show that it was him, uh, other people trying to make him come across like more of a ladies' man than he's, he wants to publicly put out, eh? Like he wants to make a – he's a family man. And he is a family man, you know? But he, 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 uh, he doesn't want anyone to know that, you know, when he was a young man, he, w- he was a lady killer, right? That, yeah. was, that was one of his things. But that's okay. People evolve. Yeah, they do. You know what? There's there's more than one Paul Van Dyke, and actually, my cousin Kevin, um, he brought that up on the greatest show ever. At one point in time, I remember he brought up that there's a different Paul Van Dyke, and then that led us to a story about when uh, Kevin uh, spent the night with Gene Wilder, and I think it goes a little something like. Uh Yeah, Paul, you know he's a humongous DJ in, in Europe named Paul Van Dyke. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's the Google best. me. Google me. Google, Google me. Yeah. I was on a cruise ship once. I gave my ID to the... He's massive. I was on a cruise ship. We went to the duty free. And that gave my ID to buy the duty free on a, a cruise ship. And the guy went fucking nuts. You're Paul Van Dyke, like, fucking, wow, you're the best DJ ever, right? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, That does not look like Paul Van Dyke. That's what not like. Have you guys ever been mistaken for anybody when you're away and been able to use it? Just OJ. You should, you know, you look like Kevin Van Dyke. You look like a young old person. Can I tell you a story with him? Paul, your wife's name Natasha. I'm going to tell you this yeah. story where oh, I was yeah. in the States. Oh, yeah, that's what Google says. Yeah. She's here. She's a porn star. Our Google is on it. Is she a porn star? I was in, uh, in the States. Second life. That's Google. Kevin. And um, I'm a guy that looks just like um, like Charlie in the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory. Gene Wilder? <laughs> Gene Wilder. Yeah, yeah. He looked exactly like him. Yeah. And uh, he, we're, uh, I've known him from a couple years before. So we're going down the beach and we go to a bar. We have a couple beers. 
and the, these girls from Chicago come up and they wanted uh, his autograph because they thought he was Gene. Gene Riley. And then he, Gene introduced me as Charlie from the Charlie <laughs> the Chocolate Factory. And then we were signing the autographs and stuff. And uh, it was the best day of my life. I really loved it. So it was me and this guy that looked like Gene Wilder. And we were just talking about old times back, back uh, in Charlie. Yeah, and they loved us. You're Charlie Buckner. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was great fun. You had the golden ticket. What is that? I keep drifting off. It's been just a long day, Jane. So you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to finish feedback. We got feedback. Of course. And you know who else we forgot? We forgot about our good friend, the Haitian Dwarf. And you know, Haitian Dwarf, the reason why I'm glad we actually forgot about you this time is because we set up something real special for you. And it's good that you get your own chance. You, Haitian Dwarf has been a listener of ours since the very beginning. He's, uh, he's, he's probably one our number one super fan. And I thought it's only about time that we gave Haitian Dwarf his very own theme song. So before we get into it with, uh, with the Haitian Dwarf, let's hear it for the world premiere of the Haitian Dwarf's theme song. There's a Haitian Road theme song. What do you think of it? <laughs> I'm in shock. <laughs> it's great. Dirty. Well, well, the Haitian Dwarf, not only uh, is this a special episode for you because of your new theme song, but it's also going to be a very special episode because you're going to get the uh, sexiest rendition of, feed, of your own feedback that you've ever heard. Read to my listening audience by the one and only, the fabulous and gorgeous <laughs> Dr. Jane Van Dyke, the doctor of love. <laughs> That's right. Go ahead. You say you can do better than me, then do it better than me. <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> so I might be a lesbian. Um, <laughs> oh, isolated again. Sorry. <laughs> so I, I like might it. be a lesbian. <laughs> oh so five stars from the Haitian Dwarf again. And he says, on behalf of the little people in the Caribbean, I'd like to congratulate the nether Dutch Hollanders for their incredible victory over the dirty Spaniards. Who'd have thought that a nation concerned primarily with speed skating could bring a football team of this caliber to the world stage? Who? Who, Pete? You know who it is? I'll tell you right now who it is. It's Pete Van Dyke. It's Pete fucking Van Dyke is what it is. And if you have, if for the people that did listen to PD13's show, you're going to hear this quote about the World Cup. You will see Holland surprise a lot of people tomorrow when they kick Spain's ass. Did you hear that? Pete, who said that, Jane? Pete fucking Van Dyke said that. I'm going to play it again. About the World Cup, you will see Holland surprise a lot of people tomorrow when they kick Spain's ass. That is a quote that CBC didn't, didn't get right, that ESPN didn't get right, that any of the analysts that you've seen talking about Dutch ver- Holland versus Spain in that first game, they said that we would lose miserably. 
Lose misery. They said we had infighting and we were a team ready to implode and blah, 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 blah. I'll tell you right now, as of today's date, Holland has just finished number one in Group B. They won all three games and they're moving on. Who called it? Pete Van Dyke called it, Haitian Dwarf. And if you're the super fan that you say you are, you should have picked up on the fact that when you say a stage like who would have thought, I would have thought, Pete Van Dyke would have thought, and you should have known it because you listened to the show. But th- thanks a lot for being such a great listener. Thanks for the feedback again, Haitian Dwarf. What do you think, Jane? Did you do better than me? You sounded better. You sounded sexier. People like to listen to your voice better than mine. I'm sure of it. And, uh, but you know, I don't sound like a Haitian dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things. In the, no, you don't. I'm, you Should it be in the Haitian dwarf's voice? You think I'm, you should have did that in his voice? <laughs> should you have put on a little person voice? Maybe. Do you know. have one? No, no, no. I don't do voices. <laughs> you don't do a little, do a little one? No. All right. <laughs> I won't make you. So, I, you know, when we started talking about the World Cup, in that last episode, we talked about something similar and brought us in a big conversation with the World Cup. And I've been really, really enjoying the World Cup, probably more than I ever have. I just love it this year. I think that the teams are all surprised that, the, like, they're all so competitive. Like, even the uh, lower-tier teams, the ones that people didn't expect much of, they're super talented. They're really good. They're playing really hard. I mean, today in a couple of games that really didn't mean that much, there was people gouging each other's eyes and biting and doing all kinds of crazy stuff because they're so... It's intense. so serious. It's so intense. It's a big thing. And then the entire world is there. The amount of different kind of fans you see, the p- way the players interact with one another, the the way the crowd is, the beautiful women in the in the stands, you know. And you like the guys. You said it you say it time and yes, time again. You like the I soccer like player guys. Soccer There's something for everybody. It's been a great tournament. And and Holland is still still looking good. Uh, they play in Mexico, also looking good. Another one of my favorite teams, Mexico is doing well. So, like, a lot of the teams that I really pull for have done well. Today, they, we just saw um, England and Spain, or England and Italy uh, were both eliminated today. Costa Rica and, and uh, Uruguay moved on. Like, who would have thought at the beginning? We even got that one wrong. Live from the Dutch Hall, probably the best analysts in the whole <laughs> world and in the World Cup scene. Uh, even even us got even even we got that wrong. Sorry, but um, the one thing that was happening in a World Cup conversation that was really kind of spooky was um, I remember at one point in time there was uh, uh, a soccer ball. I got the soccer ball from Crown the Lion that I keep up above my uh, my cupboard in the Dutch Hall, uh, perched on the uh, the wood the orange wooden shoes I got from the kosher pork shop and. Um, we were having our discussion about the World Cup, and as I remember, that ball, um, I think it fell. I think it fell. So all that we've said. We not only did we beat Spain in a, in a game that no one thought we would win, but we just blew them out, blew the doors off, and four to one. We also uh, went and beat the Australians in a game where the Australians gave us all we could handle. That was a really good game.
So that's just a little clip for what happened. I, we're talking, and this ball, all of a sudden, in the middle of our conversation about soccer, the ball falls in the middle of all of us, and uh, it was just one of those kind of spooky things. Freaky. Barham thought it was a, a an omen or a sign that, yes. that, that Holland would perish. I think quite the I opposite. Thought, I was afraid someone was going to beat him up. Yeah, well, you know, you, you can't uh, – fault a guy for for ignorance of that level you know <laughs> you know you can't you people don't know what they don't know and obviously he's going to be eating his words in a few weeks when holland uh when holland's hoisting the cup over their head right i agree do you think you're going to win jane of course <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you, you are you would you consider yourself a, a dutch supporter now yes being a being my wife yes even though you're full-blood hungarian yes yeah yeah without a doubt i am uh what if Hungary made the World Cup and it was Hungary versus Holland? Would you cheer for Hungary? Or would they have to be good? Yeah, they'd have to be good. <laughs> so so you're, only, you're only loyal to your, like, uh, heritage if there's some possible glory involved? Yeah. <laughs> Is that wrong? Because then it's more exciting. Because well, if they get farther along in the tournament, then it's... Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But if I was, like, if, let's say... Um, Hungary was to face Holland in future in a future World Cup, and Hungary was really good. Yeah, and Hungary, Hol- I would cheer for Hungary. And, and <laughs> no, no, but listen, and, and oh. uh, Holland stunk. Let's say Hungary is really good, and Holland stunk. Yeah. Right. Well, I'd still cheer for Holland, and I'd say you never know because the Hungarians, you know, that they, they don't know what they're up against. The Dutch will dig deep and will win. I'd still believe we'd win. We'd pull it out, but I, I'd cheer for my teams, you know, whether they're good or not. Because I'm a sucker. That's why I've been a Leafs fan my whole life and never been happy. <laughs> and I've never seen Holland win a World Cup. And I've, the only team I've ever seen that achieved any glory was the uh, Blue Jays. And uh, I really don't give a shit about baseball at all. But yeah. I got caught up in it when it happened. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, Jays won the cup. We'll go to – we'll celebrate, get drunk or whatever. But I don't know. I, I, the, everything else has been a heart, lifelong heartbreak. And I don't really intend to ever see my teams win championships. So, anyhow, um, so where else did we go, Jane, that night? Uh, There was – we ended up talking a lot about the World Cup, and uh, as well we should because it's a fantastic tournament. Mm -hmm. And we talked about – and then we started talking about opening day bass because I was going to do the show. The original idea for the show was to do it at, um, at the lake. And we were going to do the show at the lake, and then we we're going to go fishing the next morning or, or, the, or the next day and do our opening day. Uh, bass, which is a big deal in Ontario, uh, you know, especially in this area, in Norfolk County, we have world-class bass fishing. And um, so we got in a great conversation about – we wanted to have a good conversation about bass fishing. But it, ter- it turns out we, start, we started out more talking about karaoke and uh, some, of, uh, some of the great, uh, the great karaoke – uh, moments of our op- of our bass adventures in Turkey Point, and I don't think it started something a little. You know, was, we can do a Friday. We can do Friday anyway. And do Turkey Vegas. We can do Friday. We can do tomorrow Turkey Vegas. This <laughs> we shouldn't tell everyone in the world, but that's something like a great idea. Any day you want to, it's great. I love karaoke. There's so many great times, and and opening day. Opening day karaoke. Who's your favorite? Uh, who would you really karaoke to? Uh, well, uh, most of the time, what we really, uh, well, one time in particular. Oh, Journey. Uh, we used to call Journey. Crawdad. Journey? Journey. Yeah. Journey. Oh, you got to play it at the yeah. right time. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't like that. How about a little David Bowie? Yeah, we did David Bowie. I don't believe in 
Okay. Yeah, done that. I've done David Bowie. Uh, Have you? What song? It's uh, the Ground Control made the Tom Jones Space the Oddity. Best. Yeah. That's the one you got. The best. <laughs> That's my poser. <laughs> yeah. Nine. Eight. And you can look at girls and just say, I'm doing the count. I'm ready. I one time I was feeling pretty bold and I said, you know what, let's do rich girl hall notes. We're gonna do rich girl hall notes. I'm a rich girl. Yeah, I go to five, but no, it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man money. You can rely. Anyways, that's all. What's a verse? No clue that there was a verse in the song. I didn't know there was a verse in the song. When it came up, it was like, holy shit! And the other two guys are the god, and they're like, you're on your own. Yeah, I stunk. We stunk it up. We were booed out of the place, and I'm ready to leave. And there was uh, Mike and Hill were with uh, with me, and they're like, "No, we're not going out like this. We're not going out like this. We're going to redeem ourselves." So they're looking through the book furiously, trying to find a song. We found uh, Neil Young down by the river, right? And he says to me, uh, "Mike says we're going. I'm going to carry the heavy part of the lyrics. You guys do the ooh la la's." I'm like, "What ooh la la's? Like I don't know what he's talking about. You'll figure it out, right?" So he started singing, and down by the river, you know? And we were going, <laughs> You know what I mean? And then at one point I was like, <laughs> You know that one? No. Down by no. the river. Anyways, nailed it. The harmony sounded great. I, we were going high. I don't know what happened. We just clicked. It was like the stars aligned. I don't have a great voice for that night. I think it just you worked it. for us. We went out of there, dropped the mic like Chris Ross, and we were out on the street, like <laughs> high fiving each other because we just like we just nailed it. And then we went home. And said, That's how we leave crawdaddies. That's how we leave crawdaddies. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're leaving it next Friday night. <laughs> You leave on top. That's what you want to do. You don't want to leave with your tail between your legs like a pussy. If you screw up, you get back up there and you fucking karaoke the shit out of this place. You know, we want to we want to redeem ourselves. Next Maybe get a ride home from the nice karaoke lady and kiss her on the lips. I've seen hey. my buddy. <laughs> it's, it's happened I saw, before. I saw one of my buddies really having a good go with that karaoke lady, but I'm not mentioning any names. <laughs> that was a real nice it. go right there. Nice cavalier. She drove us home. Yeah, she I got a phone from her a couple years ago. The karaoke lady. Her and her elderly friend. This lady is a in her she's probably in her early sixties, would you say? I'm gonna say seventy two. Nice lady. Like I'd like looks like a a sixty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's uh, she's not exactly. She's not a knockout. She's a little. She's a short in stature. We'd say short in stature. Yeah, a little short. bit. Uh, I think she played on the Golden Girls. Her and her friend, let's call her Phyllis, were uh, leave packing up their karaoke equipment, and uh, they were asking if any of us us guys needed a ride home. We were only going probably what. One block. One block away to this other guy's cottage you where we're... Straight, I need to ride home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, I'm in the back seat of this... You can't carry me a block. <laughs> this big bench seat in a Parisian or something like that, like one of those old big boat cars that an old lady would drive, right? I'm in the back of that. They drive us our block, and right away I want to thank the ladies for the ride, so I reach over to give them a kiss to thank them. I'm like, thank you very much for the ride. I was thinking cheek, but the girl went lips. Eh? She turned on me, went full lips. Full dead? Yeah, and then... Once I did it to the one, I went to the passenger seat to thank her too, and I'm like, well, they did it to the one. And that's the one I did for two, right? Did go the tongue? No. She no, no. No, no. no tongues. It was closed mouth. Uh, uh, she was a lady. She was a lady. Yeah. 
Fellas clean. You know, fellas clean. Zipper all of a sudden comes undone for some reason. Here's your love. Dave can't ride a bike. I knew he'd get out of there. Oh, oh, So then we leave that. The girl drops off this party, and we're at this guy's uh, cottage. And there's a campfire, and Charters is there. Dave Charters, and they have the, the rooster. We have the rooster. And then, you know, everybody sits around the campfire, plays guitar like a like an angel. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> played all night, like saying and everything. And we're carrying on. We're having a good time. Everybody's doing their thing. Charters is all in control. He looks great. He's like playing music. Everyone's enjoying his uh, entertainment that he's providing. And then all of a sudden, we're like, well, it's time to get our bicycles and drive home. We're all like, got our bicycles. We're responsible. We're down in you know, a beach community. And so uh, Charters gets on the bicycle, puts his guitar on like a backpack, hits one uh, pedal, and falls onto the road onto his side. And then says, I can't. I, I can't. Uh, I can't get up. I can't do it, Pete. Can't do it. Can't do it, Pete. Save me, Pete. So because I've been buddies <laughs> with this guy since kindergarten, I go into rescue mode. I'm like, Charles, don't worry about it, buddy. I got it taken care of. We're gonna fix this up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of you. I'm going to get you my truck, and we're gonna settle it up. And now I know that there's gonna be drinking and driving people listening to this. They're very upset. But let you guys remember, this is Turkey Point, and we're at the bottom of the hills. There and that's no broken right there. there. There's no there's laws no, no, there. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> there's And I'm man down. You don't leave yeah. a man down in Turkey you Point. Down. <laughs> it was an emergency situation, so I, I rode on my bicycle down the road. I'm going as fast as I can to get to my truck, which is in the marina at the other end of Turkey Point. And, uh, 20 minutes away. And I'm passing by. On a bike, yes. Yeah, I'm passing by uh, the bushes. And who's in the bushes? With just you can see his eyes glowing in there. It's just Jeff, Jeff Ball, Jeff Ballsy Ball from uh, from T-shirt club. Is everything cool, man? Is everything cool? Sitting there going, pee, pee. I can hear him saying, pee, pee. and I stop my bicycle. I go, Ballsy, what's the matter with you? And he's like, can't do it, man. I can't do it. I goes, he goes, uh, I don't think I can do that. I'm like, Ballsy, I'm going to get my truck. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. But you wait right just, here. Just take, just wait right here. Yeah, and I take off with my bicycle. I have to go to my... They got two friends to save. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go to get my trailer. I gotta get my uh, keys. And then I gotta go back to my truck, which is part of the parking lot. And as I go from the trailer back to my truck, I almost... It's pitch black. I almost ride my bike right into Ballsy, who got the courage... Mustered up the courage to, to ride the rest of the way home. So I stop. I give him my keys. I assure him, just walk. Go right to the trailer. Go right to bed, buddy. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. You're gonna be okay. And then I get uh, go the rest of the way, pick up charters, and you're over there too, right? Oh, you're even no, babysitting him. Yeah, we can't have charters. <laughs> so we put that lug in the back of my truck, and he vomits all down the side of my truck on the uh, short drive. It's like a you know two minute drive home. You know we're going twenty the whole way, and he's got his head hanging. He up was the driver of the four ways on. Uh, he yeah, was the driver of the boat on uh, Saturday morning. A.M. Bastard. Saturday morning, which the is guy we just saved. <laughs> a, a half hour ago. <laughs> he's now decided he's going to drive the boat. He's, he's the captain. One. Yeah, well, I'll he's fuck the it. captain. He didn't drink anymore. <laughs> and this year we only had, my boat was uh, didn't work, so we had to get, Paul was rescued me. He said, Pete, we're going to go out every day, opening day. He gets this, like, what is it, like an 18 or 15 foot uh, aluminum uh, or something? Bush is 12 foot aluminum. 12 foot aluminum. 12 foot aluminum. He put it on the back That's of his truck and it's got an old Johnson motor that you had. To, like, we had to rig up and, like, you know, fix with snot and spit and whatever just to get it running. And we got three guys. His Paul didn't come out with us. You didn't come out, did you? Oh, yeah. I, dra- I oh, where, Ballsy slept. Yeah, I slept on the boat. Oh. I didn't do my fishing. So we went out there. Charters gets in the boat. He's going to be the one that's going to be our driver. 
He puts one foot in the boat, and the other one's still on the dock, and the boat starts to leave the dock, and charges the student's slits. <laughs> and they just fucking like, like, eat shit right in the, in the channel, eh? It goes right in. Good way to start your day. And my neighbor's up, oh, good morning. Now. My neighbor's up having his morning coffee and just watching this idiot fall right to the lake, eh? And laughing. My wife comes later and says, oh, did those guys ever make it out fishing? And, uh... My neighbor says, uh, yeah, they got they went out there, but I don't know how long they're going to be. They're, <laughs> they're probably right all the dead. trying to get in the boat, right? <laughs> we, caught, we caught one fish and came back in. That's all we did. <laughs> no, we, we got the fish. You got the fish. And you know, that's like, oh, everything we did is probably legal. Like, I don't know. Everything we did is probably not right, you know, like according to law. Super what, fun. What harm did we do to anybody? We went out. None. Caught one fish, tooted around a little boat. We didn't make... Yeah. No one was in danger. We had all Your neighbor day. laughed his ass off. Yeah. It was a great it's, time. Uh, it was fun by high me, I laughed my ass off till I fell asleep. Uh... <laughs> Isn't that funny how he says, I laughed my ass off till I fell asleep? <laughs> <laughs> it was true, too, eh? Just him laughing at Charles just lying there on the road. Didn't move the whole time that I was gone. <laughs> Do you remember that time when we we had went to the do karaoke at uh, Crawdaddy's with uh, all of our brothers, all my brothers and sisters, and then and their spouses? That's always so fun. And uh, we were we were spending the day at the lake, so um, we had you know everybody was doing different things. Some people were working, some people spent the day at the lake, and then uh, the people that spent the day at the lake were drinking during the day. At, yeah, you know, we started early. So uh, you were probably one of those people that were the main main ones. Would you say? You yeah. had a head start on the rest of us. And yeah. we went into that karaoke night, and you come back saying, I just, you remember what you said? I just requ- I just requested a song. You know what song you requested? Yeah, my favorite Yeah, you read what Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Yeah. And we look down, it's like it's like 1030, <laughs> you know? I said, you can't go to Don't Stop Believing" at 1030. I mean, t- that's like, the, the crowd's just filing in at 1030. You need to. I was ready for it, though. That's I a was... one o'clock song, you know. That's you want. You don't want to be doing "Don't Stop Believing" well, before I think one that o'clock. Night I was sleeping by one o'clock. Yeah, you were. You were one o'clock drunk by ten thirty. I yeah. think that's what you were. Because <laughs> we're, we're trying to do "Don't Stop Believing" at ten thirty when you're just I on your like your second beer is like impossible. You have yeah. to do. You have to... I think I was the only one that was really feeling it. Yeah, you were feeling it. I think you carried the. You carried our performance. I think we did a passable performance, but you carried it. But because and you needed to because we weren't ready for it that leads us to me but it uh it's funny i try to talk about bass fishing all we talk about is karaoke and nonsense right and uh this is another great example i remember there's another example that night when we were um the greatest show ever and uh, i was talking about the gift i got from my dad and uh everybody started to get really inquisitive about the gift they didn't uh they started really challenging it. I, I can't remember how it went uh and then it, and then it led to a, a ridiculous claim by Kevin Van Dyke that he's never in his life peed sitting down. It's a nice thing. You see, like, that's a tradition for most families, like, for a lot of families. Oh, yeah. Like, it's year, a big day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a big day. Like, yeah. There's certain, certain families that, that, that it's, like, a congregation of so many of them, and they wouldn't dream of messing it. Like, it's a no. something to look forward yeah, to Yeah, that's a year. big deal. Yeah. yeah you yeah. got to go Saturday or Sunday. Sunday's still not bad. And when you go out there, the, the bay is riddled with boats. Like, they are everywhere. Okay. And it used to be when you used to be able to use soft shell It's like craft. a city in a, on the water. Like, yeah. you got to watch out. Oh, yeah. Everywhere you're going. My dad built me, like, gave me a gift last year. He made a job. He took a Javex bottle, and he cut a hole in it. I think I, did I tell this before? Nope. So I could pee in it on a boat, 
And then you can just put it over the boat, unscrew the cap, and then dump the urine into the lymph, right? Yeah. And he says that way you don't have to be embarrassed when you go to the foot of your boat and look, you know, with your dick out in front of the whole world. To see yeah. You're so there's back to you having a small dick and big balls. So what do you, what do, you do? You <laughs> just like, all about pissing all You sit on your knees <laughs> in the corner of the boat and piss into the gallery. You, know, you go right out to the. You go right out. And you fall the right there. And what are you guys doing? You can go right out just like you're doing, just like you're gonna whip your dick out normally. But you put the jelly ball in front of your dick so no one can see it. Yeah. Right? You yeah. Can, or you can even just sit on the on the bench and just piss right into it you that way too. Conceal yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually a great gift. I I was really impressed that he gave me that gift, and I, I can't wait to use it. Actually, I don't even care. I'll piss and But like, uh, <laughs> as as you take the cap off, do you think you are you quick enough to like? You gotta go. You get gotta your hand go. out of the way, or are you gonna piss on your hand anyway? Not on the way. It's not a clean day. I know it's not a clean day, but like, if you can avoid pissing on your hand, I piss on my hand. Why are you gonna put your Because there's a lip on the top. There's a lip on the top. Just dump it and put it in the water. Why are you gonna take the cap off and get this? You know what? I didn't engineer the thing. Like, if you want to do that, I would say take the cap off instantly and then just put it on the beach. Maybe like what the why are you taking the cap off? Just dump it. That's where you're wrong, Kevin, because he actually showed it to me. He gave he me a tutorial. It. When he gave it to me, he gave me a tutorial. <laughs> this so is how it goes. Yeah, and the cap was this integral. This idiot's going to take the cap off and get piss all over his hands. <laughs> you know what? I get piss all over my hands when I take a normal piss. And I don't even know, but I get half of it still in my goddamn pants. I don't know how many times my fucking legs are wet when I you sit look down. Like you're like, how the hell I freaking milk the thing? I don't know how many times you've been sitting down in the corner too. Did I say I was sitting down when I pissed? Isn't that what he said? You pissed on your leg when you were sitting down to pee. Then I go to sit down and I realize my fucking pants are wet. Why are you going to sit down when you pee? He's back to his seat. I stay seated much of my day. You sit down when you pee? No. You sit down. Sometimes I do sit down when I pee. In your house ever? Do you leave the seat up? I have never sat down to pee in my life. Oh, come on. You had never been rocking a huge uh, hard yeah. on, and then you couldn't do the full bend over, so no. you had to do it. Yeah. And you like tuck yeah, it in. Yeah, you had to do it cold on one side and warm on the other. Shit, you're such a lion bass. Why does that benefit you if you sit down with a hurt on? What are you going to do? You're going to lean against the wall and fucking spray everything. You can lean it up against the porcelain. What do you guys do? You got such a small hand where you can tuck it around that seal in the toilet? First, I wrap it around the back side of the neck and then I angle it down. Are you kidding When you sit on the toilet, you just buckle that thing right under the wall. And then you sit down and then it fucking sprays inside. Pain is beauty, baby. So now I tuck it out. Mine will be on the opposite side of the lid. So, Kevin, you wake up in the morning standing up straight and tall and you just arc it in the like yeah, no, the worst like from the doorway. Stand 10 feet back. Yeah, yeah. Turn on the light what? and hit, hit the surface. I don't get that. What's your, what, what do you do with your morning boner to pee, though? That's a good question. That's a valid question. I got the hand seat. on the wall, and I got a good arch. I almost look like, like uh, tippy toes on one foot. Like, like, like a... And you bend it down, you bend it? Bend way down. You know what the worst thing you is? You give it that twist. The worst is after you have cane. And then you uh, have a piss boner, and then you get a piss. And it's like, whoa, whoa, this is spray time. Because you don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so is that, is that one of the ones right. you get out of the knees on? Yeah, I'm not ashamed to say I use a seated position for that reason quite often. Right. And also, I'm in a house for women. Shower. You're good. You know what you do is you give her a golden shower. So you <laughs> no. I'll agree with you there. The seats are always out, Pete. Just keep the bathroom. 
That was fascinating. <laughs> yeah, did you believe it for a second? He's never Pete sitting down. I Pete sitting down he four times today. He seems so, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was adamant about it. Yeah, he was adamant. So yeah. I kind of do. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to be on the lookout. I might have a talk with his wife and just see if see if we can catch him. And, and If we can catch him in the act. If I can get a picture of him sitting down peeing, that's a goal. That's cool. <laughs> I'd love to be able to get that. I can use it against him. Go Abby. Abby, find it. Please help me out. The last thing I remember, the last thing in that show that we did, which was really, uh, I decided to kind of close the show with a game. So I was thinking about trying to do a game for the boys. And the game I came up with was kind of like a moral conundrum kind of game, like thing. I just came up with a couple of off-the-wall questions that would be difficult to answer put and tell us a lot about people. That would, and uh, peop, the, the question itself were okay. Craig ended up writing another one. And then... Um, and then, then I had the last one, and uh, the the questions themselves weren't as funny as the reaction to yeah. people that think that we were going to catch them, <laughs> you know. And the and I, the reaction just killed me. Hey, you have a lovely wife, you love her, you cherish every moment you spend with her. Yeah. But something terrible happens to her, like she's in a horrible wreck, and she's like in a coma, or maybe she's in a vegetative state. Where they tell you she's in a vegetative state, and nothing you can do. Uh, for this poor woman, she's just going to be like this forever. It's a terrible thought, right? Terrible, yeah, way, terrible. That's way. extreme. Yeah. Like, this is getting heavy, and I do yeah. not like where it's going. I but you, a real she rational a decision. Over here. Well, I'm just going to think I'm an asshole. No. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. think you're an asshole. You're that's, an asshole. What you do this that's what the whole question. Yeah, like, I'm trying to let you guys out. Yeah. It's going to be a bad answer. Would you rather? Is it what this is? So you're a man. You have needs, Craig. You know, you have needs as a man. Right, so you, you love you needs. love your you love your wife, but she's in a horrible way. Yeah, and you're how long would be customary before it's okay for you to like bang other people? Like if, if she was still in yeah. a vegetative state, like not no, dead. she's ever she's gonna be that way forever. She's like that way forever. Never gonna be able to bang you. You cannot bang another girl. Question, Jesus like, Christ! I mean, wow. <laughs> Who's listening to this? That's my first answer. Yeah. What, you got too hard of a question? <laughs> yeah, you're too hard of a question. How did you bring that one up? Yeah, this that's an extreme question. But I thought, how, how long? long? Yeah, it shouldn't even be. How long? How long do you wait? There's, there is no. You think until you're right? ready? Until you're ready? Until no. you feel comfortable? Oh, you're such a sensitive. Is she gonna recover? So she won't know what I do. Three minutes, you get yeah. <laughs> the I am so dirty. The correct answer, yeah. The correct answer was Craig's answer. Yeah, exactly. That's terrible. Okay, here's a question. Here's a question. You guys all have, well, Beam doesn't have kids, but this might be sensitive to people. Okay, so you have a, mm. mm, listen, all right. You got a, uh, you got a son or a daughter, but would you rather have a oh. daughter who's a whore oh. or a gay son who's a whore? Like a prostitute? No, no, just like... Like hey, sleeps around. There's, there's, around, just there's no right answer to that. Nine so would I rather have a daughter who's a, uh, a slutty, like a slut, like a gives away free sex, not a prostitute? Just, just some dirty. Like a dirty. Like you know it. You, you know, know high yeah. school, you know, everybody could... Can we get an uh, example? 
The bicycle. No, no he won't. Oh, jeez. The bicycle. painted the picture. Well, I did. I'm yeah. going to say I'd rather have a son who's a, who's a gay whore. Yeah. A gay whore? Yeah. You want to know why? And this I is why. Hey, no, like I said, great, I great, great, no right answer. There is no right answer, but... We, well, I, I don't have this. I have three girls. Yeah, three girls. <laughs> but this is it. This is why. Because if you have a son who's gay, he's automatically going to be a whore. Because the guys get cock anytime they want. Oh, they, man. Like, it doesn't need, like, it's not even oh, hard. Man. It's a guy and a guy, Here right? we go. I so, like, that it. guy's going to be, like, that's like a given. So, I'm like, it's like saying, would you rather have a gay son or a daughter who's a whore, right? That gay son being a whore, that's just normal for that guy to bang a yeah, lot of guys. Yeah, there's no change in that. What? There's no he's change. not going to get pregnant. They're banging people And then she's going to get all knocked up Or diseased or something like that I feel like she's being taken advantage of My son, if he's out getting cocked He wants cock You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah right. Right. I don't, I don't believe in rehab But you can maybe try that, right? Like, the gay <laughs> way you're not fucking Rehab ain't fixing shit right? What are you talking about So you're rehab? addicted to crack All you need to do is just go yeah, Fuck somebody's the asshole way, <laughs> Yeah, but Craig The gay way you're not You're not changing, right? I don't know what you're saying. No, the gateway you're not changing, but the, your okay. daughter, you could oh, potentially re- rehabilitate, right? Yeah. yeah. Build, like, an addition yeah. on your house. But, but for the gay guy you're your saying, the gay guy you're daughter. saying, it's uh, a lost you cause. Are, you lost are, cause, You are man. what you are. That's and then, and then, so then, uh, I, like, it's a waste of energy to worry about that. But for my daughter, I might be able to tell her, right. you know what, you might be able to find some dignity. Hey, what I'm saying is, with the son, you're not, you, there's nothing you can do. It's just a lost cause. Like, so what's your so answer? <laughs> my answer is, is you can re- rehabilitate the, the daughter. So you want the daughter? Why? You'd rather have a big, well, big the, slutty daughter. Greg said there's no, there is no right answer, right? Hold on. There's no right answer to this question. Really no, it just so tells you what kind of person you are. That's all. What do you say, Kevin? What'd you rather? What would I rather? Well, Craig, you got to answer you know the question what? before I you ask it. Either or, I would love each of them. Just support them for the whatever. Man, as dirty as that. And there's the cop. Oh my god! Guys, don't look me. Hey, hey, Craig, it's right. They listen to the. This is the end of the show, so they already know what he's like here. They already know what I'm like. Show right this there. was the greatest <laughs> show ever made in the history of mankind. Wow. 
Right there. We're not in on that now. We have one more. You're with your person who you love the most. I want to watch the slate of the last one. That's very dark. This one is yeah, a little less dark. Greg, but you're, pass you're, on the next you're in the, in the midst of marital, marital passion with your significant other, you know, whether that be your spouse or partner or, or uh, whoever. You're having an intercourse with them. You're at the point of climax or close to it, but you're not quite there. And, the, and your spouse dies. Right there. But you're inside. Oh, this one's not going to be dark at all. Uh, The last one is a little dark. This one, you're banging your wife and she dies on you. What do you do? The question is, the question is, the question is, do you finish or not? Oh, my God. What? What? You know she's dead, like right off the bat, she's like, she does that, that rattle, you can't she's gone, you know, I know she's gone, you're like, you can't at all, there's no fault there, you're like, it's a hype, but you know what, you know what's running through your mind? Damn, I beat that pussy up. I murdered it, I murdered it. Well, let's end on that note then. Thank you, everybody, for coming out to listen to the great show I've been recording. Thank you to all my, my guests for coming here tonight. And uh, please continue to like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter. Uh, go to give me some feedback on live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. And go to live from the Dutch Hall and click the Amazon links that I have for you. Try to support the show. Tell your wife a vibrating And there's also the pictures, ladies, the pictures. And guys, get a t shirt, live from the Dutch Hall t shirt. It's going to be the coolest thing. Everyone's going to love you. All the cool kids have it. One more thing we got to do. Jay, you know what the one more thing we got to do is? We got to play the theme song, but you want to know what I did with this theme song? I got it right back to the original. I think this is as close as we're going to get to the original. I want to thank everyone for putting up with uh, the wait. I'm sorry to make you wait. I'm sorry about the troubles that we've had this week. I think that uh, I want to thank Jane for coming in to help me out with the show. Thanks a lot, Jane. Where is it for you? I got something for you here. There you go. Thanks so much, honey, and for coming and helping me. And Is that uh, on the cheek? Thanks for the patience. Thanks for everyone's patience. Hope and uh, hopefully you got through the sound quality. This is our closing theme to the great, the closing theme song from the greatest show ever made. Enjoy. We'll talk to you uh, for Canada Day. We're not going to have one this week. We're going to have one on Canada Day. So, well, we're going to talk to you uh, Canada Day. Thanks a lot for listening, and we will t- uh, talk to you soon. Woohoo! We did it. We nailed it.
I really, really hate this. Enjoy. West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground, swimming that most of my days. Tearing out lights and relaxing on cool and shooting on the ball outside the school with a couple of guys who were up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got one little fight, my mom got scared. Said, Move with your auntie and uncle to the left. Well, I was for cattle when it came near. The license plate said fresh and had dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say this cat was rare. So I yelled to the cat, we yell home to Oh, you touched my ta-la-la. Mmm, my ding-ding-dong. 